And this sort of deep resentment can kind of seep into relationships around these things. And again, when we're talking about, we think of it, it's a meal plan or it's washing dishes, like you, um, this shouldn't be such a big deal, but always to give kind of compassion to that and um, realize that that's it's not really a helpful kind of train of thought in terms of it is threatening to us, it is threatening to our nervous system. It doesn't matter if it's a small thing or sh like appears to be a small thing, you can still kind of take it seriously. Hello lovely ones. I wanted to start offering very short kind of concise worksheets for these podcasts so that if I go through a topic that is useful to you, you can click on a link at in the show notes um, and it'll take you to a very short but like directive worksheet around how to work through some of the things that may have resonated in the podcast. So if you're interested in that, have a listen. And if anything resonates and you feel you'd like to spend more time on it or explore a little bit more, either on your own or with your partner, then that might be a useful thing for you to do. So click on the link and it'll take you through um, straight to the worksheet. Okay, today I'm talking about conflicting needs and unresolvable fights. I hope it's a useful one. Hello, lovely ones. This week on the podcast, I am going to be talking to two questions I received on how to approach unresolvable fights. So they are two questions from the same person and they seem different, but they're actually really similar. So I'm just going to address both of them at the same time. And so what they've said is they've asked how to approach an unresolvable fight. They say they want um, their partner wants the dishes done in the evening and they are too tired and need to leave them until the morning. And then the second question they ask is, yeah, similar vein around unresolvable resolvable fights or conflicting needs and it is they need a meal plan and their partner hates having a meal plan and they're saying that they need to know which days they're cooking on and their partner needs or wants them to offer to kind of cook meals spontaneously so both of these questions are around definitely conflicting needs but they also have the implication about um, understanding resolution in them so I think that sometimes it's uncomfortable for us to realize that resolution is not always possible. I think that or, or we're thinking about resolution in, in the wrong way, that resolution, I think, to some people means we've come to an agreement that suits both of us and that both parties kind of feel totally good about the outcome. But actually, this really, really depends on each partner's kind of tolerance of ambiguity how they're able to tolerate things being uncomfortable or things being in a kind of gray area, how they're able to tolerate compromise and how they feel about fairness. And I think that sometimes compromise can sound, it, it sounds like a noble thing um, and it sounds like a good thing to aim for. But I think what we forget is that often compromise has like really implicit loss in it. So it's not saying, okay, we've come to a comfortable resolution for everybody. It's saying one person has to give up some of this and the other person has to give up some of that. And that you you have what, what ends up being a sort of hodgepodge of these needs. Um, and that can be really uncomfortable. And I, I think it can even be as much as really threatening to people 
particularly if they're in a relationship in which they're feeling kind of chronically unseen or chronically misunderstood. So that these things that appear small, like a meal plan or um, when to do the dishes, and when you're sort of allowed to do the dishes, yeah, I think can really read in our bodies as as very threatening, as like someone is making us do something in a particular way, or that they're just not hearing the need behind what we're asking for. And so often this can be about really getting to the point of why these things are important to you. So having a conversation, not just about meal plans and about the um, kind of practicalities of that, but about why is it important? What does it mean? Is it because it makes you feel anxious when you don't know what's coming? Um, and that's a like a particular need of yours. Like you have to have an idea of kind of forecast for the week or the day, whatever it is. Is it a practical reason? Is it that you um, want to do like a weekly shop or you need to know like a week in advance or whatever it is? Is it because of a work schedule? Do you need to know kind of how much time to factor into, yeah, when if you've got children fetching children and setting aside, um, aside time for particular meals that take like different times to cook, whatever it is. Um, and so being really clear that when you're talking about meal plans, it's obvious to you what what this implies, but it might not be obvious to your partner, even if it even if you can't even get that. <laughs> I think a lot of people do just think, well, how is that not clear? And so to be really, really clear with yourself and then clear with your partner around this is the reason or this is why it's important. And if it's not about anything to do with that, it might just be that yeah, it just might feel like you've got stuck in negotiation and this has become something that feels like doubly important to you because everything else is feeling uncertain or everything else is ha having to be compromised or is just generally there's not a good feeling in the relationship. And so sometimes these things can feel, again, kind of more threatening than they might. So yeah, depending on which which of these work for you or which of these are kind of the reason, can this sort of conversation because also there's a danger of kind of pushing couples into this need comparison or need competition where like my need is more important it feels really threatening versus you know your need on the surface appears quite silly like I don't I don't get this like why can't you just be flexible around your work schedule why can't you just be flexible around do the shopping on another day or do you mean we can really um if we're feeling in competition in that way, we can start to minimize the importance of things to other people and even ourselves. And sometimes the, like the solution in this is moving kind of towards each other in a way of kind of you do you and I'll do me. So these are my days that I do the cooking and I prep for those days. So I'll do meal plan and shop for that. And on the days that you're in charge of cooking, be like, go wild how you know like plan on the day shop on the day like and being okay with that so allowing each partner some space to kind of play with and what feels safe for them or what they need but without aggression so you're not saying like you just do you I'll do me um it's not about that it's not about shutting each other out and just um excluding each other from the kind of rhythm of the home but around saying, okay, like our, our needs are so different in this situation. We're never going to find a middle ground that works for both of us. So what are the essential needs, right? I have to be working at 5.30 p.m. Um, I can't cook like a vegetarian lasagna. It's going to take too long. 
And I need to know that beforehand so that when I finish work, I can just dive into making quick whatever it is. And on those days, those meals are prepared and prepped. Um, and on your days, you do whatever you'd like to do. As long as there's dinner, that's fine. So, I mean, another thing that can happen, these kind of unresolvable fights, is that we can we can become really kind of polarized where one partner feels X and the other partner feels Y. And because you both feel you're kind of fighting or competing to be seen, you often have the belief kind of underneath that that there's only one person's needs can be met at a time. And in this being polarized of each other, you almost become kind of caricatures of this thing. So you become these like unidimensional versions of yourselves. And this can create further resentment because then neither of you are feeling seen because none of you are actually this like sort of thin version of each other where like we have to do meal plans always and forever or I just never want to know what's going on otherwise it feels suffocating and I don't want to be controlled by your meal plans and your organization and your schedules and this sort of deep resentment can kind of seep into relationships around these things and again when we're talking about we think of it's a meal plan or it's washing dishes like you um this shouldn't be such a big deal but always to give kind of compassion to that and um realize that that's it's not really a helpful kind of train of thought in tone in terms of it is threatening to us it is threatening to our nervous system it doesn't matter if it's a small thing or sh- like appears to be a small thing um you can still kind of take it seriously Okay, so I think acknowledging the middle ground where you both feel safe enough to meet the essential parts, like the essential needs, and safe enough then to kind of dip into the other person's experience. So if you have this like basic structure where you say, like I said before, like these are my needs, I need to finish work at this time, or um, the other person's more flexible and so they can afford to have kind of more movement in that in their planning and maybe there's a lightness about it maybe they're needing um to play like maybe cooking is about oh what's the weather like today what do i feel like what did i have for lunch that it feels like they want to go into a shop and just browse and it it, like it can be a need for kind of creativity rather than just not wanting to be controlled or not wanting to feel yeah like too sort of boxed in i think that some people react really badly to that and again depending on the kind of weather system of the couple, this can be like more or less threatening, depending um, on where you are with each other. So finding this kind of middle ground, like where is it that we both feel safe within this agreement? It's okay if there's a bit of discomfort around it. Like it's something that you, it's useful to think of it, you're adjusting to rather than just being like, this is the perfect solution. I think that you can allow space for discomfort within these kind of negotiations. And that once you have that established safety, that then you can begin to kind of gift each other those, the other person's needs. So this person in the question, they say that sometimes they want, their partner wants to just simultaneously, or wants them to offer just on like spur of the moment. And I think that once you have this established safety, that you can play in that area a little bit more and you can say, what do you want for dinner today? We were supposed to have this, but we've got all these ingredients. Is there anything you really feel like? And I think that then we can gift each other that need or that kind of longed for feeling once we understand actually what it's about and that we can move in and out of that. So at times of like higher stress that we have this basic kind of structure between us that we know, okay, 
this is this is sort of running as it should and then when things are more relaxed like maybe on holiday or um, maybe you have less work at the moment and so then you can you can loosen those structures a little bit more and play so that both of you don't feel that you are feeling forced or kind of coerced in either direction and you can move out of this polarization so you could become kind of full people again around not just we have to have the meal plan versus we can never have a meal plan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It becomes that you you move out of those like really um, strongly held to views and roles and it just starts to feel a little bit lighter. But I think that you can't get to that place, that more sort of fluid place between the, the both of you unless you're having the conversation about what the purpose of those structures mean to you, like what it is that they're fulfilling in your life. So um, with the original question about washing dishes, it might be just different body rhythms that by the end of the day, um, the one person is so, so exhausted and they don't have capacity to do that. And so then the other partner has a choice. They get to decide, okay, do they have capacity to do it? And if so, then they can do the dishes. Um, otherwise, they're acknowledging that the other person has done so many things in a day, or even if they haven't done so many things in a day, that just the, the rhythm of their body is different and that after 6 p.m., they go into more of kind of a dorsal shutdown and they don't work in the same way. And accepting these, like, pieces of discomfort between us that if it bothers one partner so so much that they yeah they get to do the dishes or to make a plan so that they don't sit in that discomfort or they sit sort of back into saying that this is not malicious it's not it's not an attack on them that the fact that this person can both understand that they want the dishes done and also not muster the energy to do it and that both of those things can be true at once and again, you move into that space of just gifting the other person the space to be able to be who they are with the resources that they have, as opposed to getting stuck in these very rigid um, kind of forced rules about how things have to be. So, yeah, again, I'd have the conversation about what these needs mean and what like unwashed dishes evoke. So, again, it sounds like it it's a small thing, but I think that for some people, like visual clutter can be really um, tiring for people. It can just link to all sorts of things. So when we are little, we'll have all sorts of experiences that will then link back in terms of our body later on. And maybe this person has a memory of things feeling chaotic at home. And one of the visual cues that things were chaotic was that there were dishes lying around. And so this can... Um, kind of cue an internal response of feeling a bit panicked or a bit anxious and so they become rigid about needing the dishes to be done because they are like um, a visual cue to say like you're safe or you're not safe and so it really can be about like quite deep things and once we get to those things then we realize that people are never are never acting in the way that they're acting to be difficult that there's like somewhere if you look long enough hard enough you will find there's a a reason for the way um the way in which they need things to be and then we can access um our compassion and kind of empathy around that and go you know what actually i can do it or i still really can't do it <laughs> and, and we need to find another way through this but once you're able to access that compa compassion between each other that doesn't feel so combative and so 
kind of competitive in terms of need, that there's space for both of you and that if you spend time on it, you will find a way through or towards each other. Okay, I hope that is helpful. Please do send in any questions that you have. It's actually a really useful way to speak to particular issues. So feel free to email them over or send me a DM on Instagram and I will happily answer them. Okay, see you next week. Bye. If any of these episodes are helpful or strike a chord in some way and you would like to do further work either on your own or together as a couple or you would like to do a couples course, have a look at my website. I'll, it's in the show notes and get in touch. I would love to chat with you. Thank you so much for being here today. If you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Instagram at grounded underscore families. You can send me a DM or a voice note to my DMs or an email. I'd so love to hear from you. Please do like, share and subscribe this podcast. It really, really helps to get the podcast out in front of more listeners. And I'll see you again next week. Take care.